featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined today by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Chris of A Full English. Hello. Now, before we jump into all the quilty fun, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi. So my name's Chris English. I live in Huddersfield, West Yorkshire, um, and I'm a quilter. Yeah, I make quilts from primarily recycled fabric but I kind of I kind of put everything in there really. So now that we know a little bit more about you um, we would love to know the story behind your Instagram handle. Yeah it's there's not much of a story it's just a a fairly ordinary play on words um, because my surname's English Um, a full English is typically English Um, that's kind of it there's nothing to it. For our American listeners can you break down what a full English is? Oh yeah yeah of course sorry so it's sausage egg um, bacon, baked beans, black pudding. Do you know what black pudding is? Nope. I think I do. <laughs> I do. I don't think I, I do. want to know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an it's an acquired taste. Um, you can ha- you can have mushrooms and fried bread as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of everything on a plate for breakfast. But we d- we don't have it every day. That's a, that's a myth. It's it, a treat. You know, yeah, it's a one-off. It's a weekend treat. Absolutely. So could you tell us more about your quilting journey and how did you get into quilting? Well, yeah, I um, I studied textile design um, an eternity ago at university. And I've always been interested in colour and print and pattern. But um, when I finished university, I couldn't find a job doing what I had been studying. So kind of life happened. And then I kind of came across a Liberty book on how to it was a basic sewing book, but it had a, a really simple brick pattern quilt. So I made that and I loved the fact that I could um, finish something and it, I could gift it and it was done and I could I had an actual product that somebody might want. And I spent a fortune on Liberty Fabric because at the time... Oh. I... <laughs> You're talking to a huge Liberty fan yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah I love A lot Liberty. of money has been sunk into Liberty. <laughs> It's, it's my stock portfolio is Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had to use it, but of course you don't. And I was just, I was super naive, but I made it and I gave it away. And then, um, then the person that um, I gave it to, they, it was, they had a baby. So it was a baby quilt effectively. And I asked how the, I asked about the baby and the quilt and um, <laughs> they'd thrown the quilt away. And I was like, <gasps> Why? And they're like, well, the baby had been, you know, sick on it. And I was like, well, that doesn't matter. You can wash it. <laughs> and I, was like, oh. Oh, no. I was devastated. I can't believe they admitted to you that they had thrown it away. <laughs> I know. And the only record I've got of it is on Instagram. And it's it was when I first started posting. And it's got like two likes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone has to go back to this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. I'm, in, I'm going to include the link in the show notes and everyone has to like that yeah. photo. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so I suppose it kind of, it stemmed from there. And then I kind of um, did a couple of classes, which I'll talk about in a bit. And I kind of just got into it and I kind of just um, started approaching it, um, not following patterns and stuff. And yeah, it kind of grew from there. So that's about five years ago. Did you grow up learning to sew or while you were learning to quilt, were you also learning to sew? 
I that's a good question. So I my mum has always been um, into. She wouldn't say she was, but she was quite a big influence in terms of um, craft and colour and all that kind of stuff. So I've always been in a, not an overly creative household, but it's always been something that's been done. Um, and I had a sewing machine to go to university with, and it was an old banana, but it was it was I loved it. Um, and so I kind I still wouldn't really say I know how to sew now. <laughs> so I um I just kind of get by I suppose yeah you mentioned your background in textile design yeah. um have you done any textile design yourself and would you say that that plays a part in how you design your quilts so I've I've not done anything commercially but um it absolutely plays a part in how I quilt so the university I went to was very kind of arts based and it was very kind of you could kind of choose modules and what you wanted to and so I chose loads of different stuff I did graphic design I did kind of web design as well at some points and it was very kind of broad in its thinking so that that kind of um, has given me a back like of freedom to try different stuff and a, a quite a, a liberal approach I suppose in how I approach quilt making so yeah definitely influenced and um, I think stuff like color and how you what colors I might use together and all that kind of stuff has um, stemmed from that. For those who aren't familiar with your body of work, can you kind of describe your quilting style? I'm assuming that you've gone away from the liberty, um, all liberty all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it, yeah, absolutely. So I'd kind of describe it as kind of modern, what did I write? Uh, modern, improv and kind of punky. And by that, I mean kind of like I get everything, like I... I throw everything at it and I like to use the whole, I like traditional blocks, but I, I like to mix them with kind of improv and then fabric combinations that you might not um, sometimes see together. So I've, I'm working on the quilt, the quilt at the moment, I'm hand tying it and it's got a mix of uh, some like quilting fabric, but then it's also got like an old bedspread and a load of different stuff that's just all put together because I like how the, the overall effect works. So it's kind of, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a hodgepodge. I like the word punky. I think that's a yeah. I like that. Hashtag yeah. punky culture. Well, yeah. I like I like punk music, and I like I like the whole ethos of punk, which is really anyone can do it. So as long as you you know you can, if you can play a couple of chords, the, the ethos was that you could form a band. Well, I'm kind of the same about quilting. I think if you can sew a straightish line, then you can make a quilt. Do you play an instrument? I Sorry, I'm just curious. No, I, don't, I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> when I went, I went to QuiltCon, I went to Nashville and I, I wanted to not go home and I wanted to stay and learn how to play the fiddle and kind of <laughs> live there. But, but You wanted I, to join a band, basically. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so you incorporate old clothing and recycled fabrics in your quilt design. So where do you source your fabrics from? Uh, two main places really there's so charity shops or goodwill shops um i get loads from there and i think it's good because i'll try and um choose fabric that i wouldn't usually so i can i, I use a lot of check shirts or plaid shirts but i also i have a look in the dress racks as well and i'll go for anything and i'll find fabric that you know you won't see in perhaps you know on instagram there's certain uh, there's lots of famous um quilt designers, stroke fabric designers, and, you know, we know their ranges and everything, and they're great. But I like to try and use something different as well. What is the strangest material you've ever used for a quilt? 
or in a I use a lot of overalls. So what kind of mechanics wear or builders and I like cutting them up. So it's, and I like the fact it's got kind of wear and tear. So you can see that it's been worn and it's got a, it's got a previous history and the fabric, like I bought a pair of overalls at the weekend and they were only two pound. So that's what, uh, $3 give or take. Um, and you get so much fabric and, um, yeah, I like that it had a, a, a previous life and that it's going to become something useful and, and, you know, it will continue, it won't go to landfill. It'll get continued to be used and it'll be, you know, hopefully someday my son will like it and it'll be fine. And yeah. It's definitely cheaper than Liberty. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your top three tips for quilters that are wanting to incorporate clothing into their quilts? The first one is just go for it. I kind of, you know, I, I've taught, um, a little bit at quilt festivals here and people always seem to be worried about um, their fabric choices whereas I kind of just trust my instincts and I think people should trust their instincts and go for it if you like the color it will work with the work that you're going to produce and I think it's about you know it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks if, if they think it goes on that just go for it that's my first one uh, the second one is don't worry if something isn't cotton I've got a mix of fabrics in my quilts and you know I quilt the, them to death and they lay flat and they're warm and they're fine and um, you know obviously be sensible and don't have it sit near a fire but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then, or an open fire there's, there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with using a mix of fabric in my opinion and then the third thing is um, I when I buy clothes I don't buy new clothes very often now so I buy um my clothes as well from either vintage places or flea markets but I always know that one day it's going to become a quilt so it's it's, it's the stuff I buy has got as a long-term objective that it'll it'll end up in a quilt one day. I'm going to have a different perspective walking into an op shop now because I'm going to think everything's going to be in a quilt. Yeah it, should, <laughs> it absolutely should be. And <laughs> so, so you basically it's a quilt store rather than an op shop or a second-hand store. Yeah that's how I see it yeah. Yeah. So when you're working in like the improv style, can you tell us a bit more about your design process? Yeah. So it's kind of, um, I, well, it's kind of as it comes really. So I've got like a ton of fabric at my house and it's, it's kind of everywhere. Um, and I've got quite a good um, memory for the fabric I buy. So I'm not like, I don't store, store it in any kind of order. I just, um, it's all logged in my brain. And um, I kind of know what I've got, even though there's tons. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of know, um, I'll just look, and I'll go up into my, where I keep all my fabric and I'll kind of think, right, these three go together. And I'll just work with that because I think sometimes if you have too much choice, that you can, there's a bit of, uh, what's it, paralysis by choice and you can get stuck and not know. Whereas I think with more limited um, choices, you can, well, it's like... Um, necessity is the mother of invention and it kind of forces you to use stuff in a certain way um so that's kind of the process and then equally if i don't like something i just whack another color in or i know that i'll applique something over it or i'll quilt it and so yeah it kind of evolves it's an evolving style does that make sense that makes total sense yeah absolutely um so outside of you know your trips to the thrift stores and things like that what other um where else do you draw inspiration from 
everywhere. So main, mainly travel. I love traveling. So I've been, I've been fortunate enough to have been to the States a few times, which I love. I love street art. Uh, so graffiti and all that kind of stuff. And I love how all the layers build up and all the different colors together and different people's styles. And that's something that I try to um, echo, I suppose, in my quilting. So I love all that sort of stuff. Um, I read an awful lot of books. I've got tons of books, but I've got quilting books, but I also um, have lots of, I'm interested in fashion, interested in art and design. Um, yeah, I love art galleries, all the kind of usual places, but I'm, I'm happy to take influences from anywhere really. So when you are scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest or wherever you are online looking for inspiration, what what type of post stops you in your tracks? I think I, this is a tough question, but I think it's colour and pattern. And so I'll go through quite fast. And um, yeah, I'll stop if I see it's kind of because I follow quite a broad range of different um, people so um but um yes i suppose color pattern and how that is in um on the on the grid i suppose it just stands out to me um in your recent travels what has been the most what has been your most favorite uh like museum exhibition you've seen recently i'm curious mm, that's a really good question i loved um at quiltcon in nashville i loved the exhibition there from i forget the person's name but she had a there was a collection of quilts and they were from was it sherry linwood it or was, was it the, it the was, antique ones it was the antique ones oh yeah, yeah. That one was good yeah i loved those i love sherry linwood as well but we can yeah. come on to that in a moment <laughs> um but yeah it was a collection and they were all quite some of them were quite naive but they were beautiful and then um yes in austin i loved the amish quilts they were beautiful those are always stunning i just i was blown away by those and the festival of quilts in the uk last year we had um and there was an exhibit from um the International Quilt Museum, and it was all the Baltimore album ones, and they were just beautiful. And so very different to kind of what I do, but I just loved them. They were just amazing. So do you have any um, quilting goals for this year that you're working on? Yeah, now, yeah. this this is going to sound weird, but yes. <laughs> so, and I've, I've agonized over this answer. Do you remember the program, the TV show, The Littlest Hobo? No. Oh, you're all too young. <laughs> or or maybe it's a, a country difference. Maybe. Is it a UK thing? No, it's okay. a US program. Oh. So the, well, the basic premise <laughs> is there's a dog, the hobo, mm -hmm. who, who travels. I don't quite know how he does it, but he does it on his own. He travels from different towns, uh, solving mysteries and generally helping people. Whereas I kind of want to do that, but for quilting. So I'd love to, I'd love to travel the States initially and just go around and maybe, you know, start from quilt and then kind of move on and just have a little tour of the country. How would you find mysteries to solve while quilting? <laughs> <laughs> like a serial killer plan. <laughs> no, th there is actually a whole like series of books by this lady. I can't remember who she is, but that she writes quilting novels and then murder mysteries. Oh, wow. That sounds perfect. Yeah, I read... <laughs> Oh, you did? Yeah, I read one book. I read one of the books. And? And <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I bought a second book, but I haven't had any time to read the second book. The, my the mystery element was kind of optional, I suppose. Okay. If something if something happened, then I'd absolutely help. But if, if it didn't, then that'd be fine as well. Have you mapped out your road trip plans or how far down the 
project planning pipeline has this gone? Because about as far as this conversation, <laughs> I was hoping to plug the Kickstarter. No, not it's it's still at the concept stage. That would be really cool. Would, yeah, that sounds really fun. Because I'm imagining you need like a vintage, a vintage van of some sort. Oh yeah, like, perfect. Like, Airstreams, I feel like are already passe. So yeah, do something different. With like maybe, like, um, like maybe like the yeah the mystery machine yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be good. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent here for. It. And then the three of us are going to invite ourselves. Yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like a road trip. That's how I kind of see it. Yeah. So with with COVID, do you think you'd change your plans from going around the states to going around the UK or? Yeah. Well, yes. It's not as much fun. It's like, yeah, the States has that kind of um, allure for me. So, yeah. And the UK is not that big, so it wouldn't take that long, whereas I want this to take some time. Where's your favorite place in the States so far? I, lo- I love New York. Yes, good answer. I, I, just, I just had such a great time now. I just, I've been like three times now, and I, I just love it. But everywhere I've been, I've, I've had a, a brilliant time, so... Nashville was incredible, and then Austin last earlier this year was just fantastic. But yeah, I haven't been. That's the furthest kind of. I've, Austin's the furthest across that I've been, so I haven't been any further. And I, I, had a, I went to Chicago as well, and that was amazing. So you've done mostly city, US travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a city person. Yeah, definitely city person. Okay, so it's time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Chris? Yes. Okay, Anna, why don't you kick us off? All right. What is your favorite time of day to quilt? Anytime. So I work during the day. So during the week, it's evenings, but during the day at weekends. Do you wear shoes while you're quilting? No. Barefoot? Socks. Socks Socks or barefoot. Um, Music, Netflix, podcasts, or the sound of silence? I like neither. I I like to have the cricket on. Oh, interesting. I thought you were talking about like, you know, one of those sleep sound machines of just a noise. What is your favorite snack while quilting? If you do have a favorite snack. Tea. Tea and biscuits. What is your favorite traditional block? Nine patch. What's your favorite color? Pink. Do you have a particular solids brand that you use? um i suppose yeah probably i've got two really so oak shot i use a lot of and then kona i use a lot of and i used kona i loved it uh the highlight color they had a couple of years ago it's like a fluorescent kind of yellowy color but um, acid lime yeah it It was called it it was called highlight like you know the um highlight marker pens Yeah, yeah 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 i think it was a limited one but that was my favorite what color fabric do you use the most I've written no idea. I don't know. <laughs> it's a mix. It's, it really Anyone is a mix. Does. Yeah. <laughs> Do you use um, solids or prints more often? I think probably prints more often, but I, as I say, I like to mix everything together. So it's probably 50-50. Do you have a favorite fabric designer? The British fashion designer, Paul Smith. So I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with him, but he um, yeah. does like kind of British British but quirky, which I like. And then um, last year, no, earlier this year at QuiltCon, uh, reprint and repurpose. Uh, so the person who runs it um, takes old fabric and then prints over it. Cool. 
and so it's kind of it's and yeah she sold out of everything it was and she was um super friendly and um the it's really interesting how the approach so taking old fabric and then reprinting it and it giving it a new life which i thought was kind of really appealed to my um ethos i suppose what is the last fabric you bought or clothes i should say well, actually, I bought some antique fabric. Well, it's somewhere around here. Um, I bought it off um, somebody on Instagram, and it's it's like this 19th century French piece of block printed fabric. It was super expensive, and I don't know what I'll do with it, but it's um, it looks amazing. Awesome. Sometimes you just got to treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've not I've not been out of the house for five months, so. <laughs> do you have a favorite quilt shop? I did, but our local one, um, the one local to me rather closed down probably about 18 months, two years ago. So that was a shame, but um, uh, I used to go and I've, I'll come on to them in a bit, but I used to go and they do classes and the sewing and everything. So that's really cool. So yeah, but that, that was probably it. But now it's, yeah, the flea market or charity shops. How do you store your scraps? In these big bags. And I think, I think sometimes because I don't have because it's not organized that sometimes throws up these kind of happy accidents where stuff lands next to something i think oh actually yeah that works so i kind of it's a bit serendipitous what sewing notion could you not live without i got some really nice scissors i got some scissors from um, a company in sheffield in england and um, they're 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 beautiful and they've, they've worked really well what thread brand do you use the most orifil I do also buy a lot of old thread if I'm at the flea market and I see like old sewing boxes. I've got like so many buttons and so much stuff like that. I just don't need, but I find it very hard not to buy it. What is your pressing preference? Open to the dark side or whatever works? Whatever works. Pick one, HSTs, curves or strip piecing? HSTs, currently. (laughs) Machine or hand quilt? Both. Machine or hand bind? Machine the front on and hand down bind the back. What is your favorite part of the quilting process? Choosing the fabric. What's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? I'm terrible at but I hate basting. I'm terrible at it. It's just the worst. <laughs> it is the worst. <laughs> Who is your quilty BFF? It's it's the old gang from the old the sewing shop I used to go to. So if they're listening, they know who they are. Who's your quilty crush? I've got three. Am I allowed three? You're allowed three. Um yeah. so in no, in no... <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I mean, there's six. <laughs> they are, in no particular order, um, Jen Bromel, that's how I'd say her name, and she does a load of improv stuff. She had a couple of quilts, the quilt con, and the colour and texture is just beautiful. So, yeah, uh, Trisha Royal, who's bits and bobbins, and she's, I think she's Chicago-based, and... Um, super bright colors and loads of texture and really really interesting approach to quilting and then Sherilyn Wood so um I love her book and I got to meet her in um Nashville and she was super friendly and nice so yeah those three are my um crushes how many quilts are in your whip pile right now no comment (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite recent make I kind of like what I'm always just on with at the moment so I, this, um, I've, I'm working on a hand-tied quilt at the moment, which is more or less finished, and it's the bedspread one. So it's a real mix of improv and some bigger pieces of fabric. So yeah, that. So where do you store your work in progresses? 
I like, I think it's important to have them around you so you can see how they're progressing. Oh, on the floor? Everywhere. <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any other hobbies? Yeah, um, I like to play football. Um, sorry, soccer. Yeah, um, I think soccer. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to play cricket. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Travel, I suppose. But yeah, I like to try and keep a bit fit. What position do you play in football? Well, I, I, I'm a goalkeeper now. I'm too old to be outfield, but yeah, I'm uh... <laughs> <laughs> We've got just a couple more questions for you. Who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Right, so these are a mixed bag, if that's okay. So the first one is Captain Eyeliner, and she's uh, a wheat paste artist. And so you know what wheat paste is? It's kind of... Um, it's kind of like street art where um, you take photocopies and you paste them up and that. And she does these amazing, the imagery she uses is amazing. And uh, also some super interesting and challenging um, social messages as well. Um, and then I'd also recommend that following the wheat paste um, hashtag because she sees loads, loads of really interesting work. Then the next one is the uh, Basquiat archive. So I love Jean-Michel Basquiat's work. Oh, yeah. And this, I just found this feed and there's a, there's a different painting every day and I just like it and it just, I find it super inspirational. And then finally, uh, the International Quilt Museum in the, Nebraska. Um, it's a bit obvious perhaps, but there's a different kind of quilt on there every day. And I just, it just makes me realize the whole, the breadth, I suppose, of um, types of quilts there are and approaches you can take. So before we sign off, do you have any fun projects on the horizon that you can share with us? Yeah, so I'm working on I'm, I'm working on getting back into textile design, and I've been doing a during lockdown. I've been doing a short course, and what I'm hoping to do is try and um, create some fabric where I can take some of those, those influences that I've talked about and um, create some fabric that uh, can be used in a way that encourages recycling. So I don't want to add to the problem of fabrics there's plenty of it but what i'd like to do is use something that um or create something that makes it easier for people to use all different types of fabric and hold like a quilt design together if that makes sense very cool yeah that's really cool so we need to wrap up and we hope that you enjoyed today's show if you'd like to contact any of us we can be found most readily on our instagram accounts i'm at broadcloth studio Wendy. I am the dot weekend quilter. Anna at Wax and Wayne Studio. Chris at a full English. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you love what you heard, we hope that you'll give us a five-star rating, subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice, and tell your friends about us too. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.